Okay, we are live. Today we are here with Dr. Debbie Silbers, the founder of the PBT, Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute, and is a holistic psychologist, a health mindset and personal development expert, the author of Trust Again, The Rebuild Roadmap, and is a two-time number one international best-selling author of The Unshakable Woman and The Hardened to Heal. Her podcast, From Betrayal to Breakthrough, is also globally ranked within the top 1.5% of podcasts. Her recent PhD study on how we experience betrayal made three groundbreaking discoveries that changes how we how long it takes to heal. In addition to being on Fox, CBS, The Dr. Oz Show, TEDx Groundbreaking Twice, and more, she's an award-winning speaker and coach dedicated to helping people move past their betrayals, as well as any other blocks preventing them from health, work, relationships, confidence, and happiness they want most. And that was a fantastic intro for you, Debbie. And I wanted to bring you on the show because, as I mentioned, I handle divorce cases. And I think my audience would be very interested in what you have to say about betrayal in general, because I'm sure there's a little bit of that going on in some of the uh, cases that end up in divorce. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's really true. I, I think when I was doing my study, I remember reading something like 90% of uh, divorces happen because of betrayal. Maybe that's that makes different sense. now. I'm sure there's a ton of different types of betrayal as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There's... You know, and, and it's also it doesn't necessarily have to be a partner. This could be this could be a, a family member, partner, friend, coworker, self. I mean, there are all different kinds. And even just within relational, it's financial betrayal, it's infidelity. I mean, you name it. You know, it's interesting. You must be I'm guessing the foremost expert on this post betrayal syndrome because I just googled post betrayal syndrome, and only thing that ever that comes up is you, your website your YouTube, your TEDx. I mean, I don't see anyone else talking about this. That was one of the three discoveries made in my study. Yeah. And just to back up, you know, first of all, you don't study something like betrayal unless you have to, right? So um, I'm in business 30 plus years now and health mindset, personal development. And then I had a really painful betrayal from my family, thought mm. I did what I needed to do to heal from that. And then it happened again a few years later. This time it was my husband. That was the deal breaker. Got him out of the house, looked at the two experiences thinking what's similar to these two, you know, of course me, but what else? And realized, you know, boundaries were always getting crossed. I never took my needs seriously and realized something has to change. So here I was, four kids, six dogs, a thriving business, and I decided to go back for a PhD. And it was uh -huh. in transpersonal psychology. And while I was there, I did a study. I studied betrayal. And honestly, I studied it just to get myself out of this mess. Um, and that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my family, my health, my work, my life. I think what you said is so true that things that occur in your life kind of that, you know, you end up studying those or because of these things that happen in your life. So many of the people that I talk to that do uh, marriage coaching or therapy or, you know, something in that, in that field, um, almost hundred percent of them are because they experienced something in their life that then made them take an interest in, in studying or learning about, or then helping others. Oh, a hundred percent. Because especially when you've learned something, like how do you not want to pass that forward? I mean, we have our certified PBT coaches and practitioners. Every one of them has been through betrayal and that's what makes for the best coach or mm. practitioner when they understand.
you know, then because people who haven't been through it really don't get it. And they can be very well-meaning. And I'll tell you, we have so many people coming into the PBT Institute with therapy trauma, the most well-meaning therapists, but if they are not highly skilled in betrayal, it does way more harm than good. We see this with a lot of counselors too. Where does this, or how does this get identified? Um, you're, you're talking about how maybe it gets missed, or if you haven't had the experience, you would know, which makes perfect sense to me. But if people are getting therapy or they're, they're going to a therapist or they're maybe getting some counseling or whatever umbrella that falls under, is this something that can get missed if it's unknown or misidentified? How, how does this come up? It gets, well, it gets minimized for sure. And, uh, you know, there are so many things that can happen. It gets unpacked repeatedly for decades without a strategic plan to move forward. If anything is going to keep you stuck, it's that, you know, without that strategic plan, there's a roadmap now. Uh, so you, you don't have to just unpack for the sake of unpacking. Um, there's also, you know, there's really a, a, we see this too. This happens to do with the second discovery that it could have happened decades ago, but you have symptoms today that you would never in a million years think have anything to do with that betrayal, but they do. So you go around and you're, you're finding, looking for symptom relief, never thinking that the unhealed betrayal from let's say 20 years ago is the reason for that, let's say gut issue today. So, mm. so many ways it gets misdiagnosed or just completely uh, mishandled and mismanaged. Where would it be best to start the conversation on on getting either some examples or maybe talking about the discoveries? Where is it best to start? You know, I think the discoveries, because then you'll have a really great yeah. picture of what where all this falls under. So if we if you want to start yeah. there. So, please, yeah. please. so the first discovery was, you know, I had a feeling betrayal was a different type of trauma. I had been through death of a loved one. I'd been through disease. And I was like, no, betrayal feels different. Didn't want to assume it was the same for everyone. So I asked my participants and I said, if you've been through different types of trauma besides betrayal, does it feel different for you unanimously? They said, it's so different. And here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the entire self gets shattered. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust, they're all destroyed and have to be completely rebuilt. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation, the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience with betrayal. Like, think about it. If you lose someone you love, you grieve, you're sad, you mourn the lost life will never be the same. You don't necessarily question everyone's trust. You don't question your sanity. <laughs> you don't question the whole relationship with betrayal you do. So it's a very different type of trauma. That was the first discovery. Okay. When we get to and the that second. that was betrayal as a trauma. That betrayal is a different type of trauma. Type that of requires trauma. a completely different way to heal. And that type of healing is now called post-betrayal transformation. Like when you, uh, I was originally studying betrayal and post-traumatic growth. Post-traumatic growth is, you know, sort of like an upside of trauma. How that trauma invites a new awareness perspective insight that you didn't have. You lose someone you love, you realize life is short, things like that. But betrayal has you recreating your life and yourself. That's the difference. So that and was the first. Betrayal, are, are these intentional that one person does to another? Very often, you know, it's, it's, it feels so intentional. So we take it so personally, you know, when someone is, it, I define betrayal as the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule. 
every relationship has them, you know, and, and the way it works is the more we trust and the more we depend on that person, the deeper the betrayal, you know, and that makes like, total sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So without our awareness or consent, someone decides to break that spoken or unspoken rule. It's devastating. You know, it could be uh, in a marriage. It could be, let's say a child who's completely dependent on their parent and the parent does something awful. That's going to have a different impact than let's say mm. your best friend sharing your secret, you know, still a betrayal, different level of cleanup required in the wake. Gotcha. So it could be spoken or unspoken. Um, even, uh, you know, un uh, these are actions as well. I would imagine inaction or action, yeah. like you said. Sure. sure. It's just when, when there is that understanding spoken or unspoken, and then it's just broken without the other person, um, you know, without the, that awareness or consent of the other person, for sure. Yeah. Want me to get to the second one? Please. Yeah. So the second discovery was that there's actually a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's known as post-betrayal syndrome. And we've had, I don't know, over 95,000 people or so take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. And what's so interesting about that is, first of all, we've all heard time heals all wounds. I have the proof that when it comes to betrayal, that's not true. Not true. There's a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like, you know, my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 15 years ago. I feel gutted. So we know you cannot count on time. You can't count on a new relationship to heal betrayal. If it's not deliberate and intentional, it will follow you around like a shadow until you heal it. And I, I'm happy to share some of the symptoms if you want to hear some, some of the stats. Yeah, that'd be great. And I, and I had a question. Does every, everyone know are able to identify where, what that betrayal was or is? You know, sometimes like if you were, if a betrayal happened in early childhood, very often it's, it's repressed or suppressed and something, you know, at some point when they are good and ready, that can, that can be unearthed. You know, sometimes it's not yeah. necessarily the gigantic betrayals either. It's like we call death by a thousand cuts, you know, it's, it's small ones that slowly and steadily erode your confidence or your self-esteem or, you know, in the case of, let's say, gaslighting or narcissism or things like that. So, so many different levels, you know. So that gaslighting and, and narcissism you brought up, I bet yeah. I, I should ask, I shouldn't, because I don't know. I, is that a big part of betrayal? It can be. It's like, it's definitely, it's it's common. You know, we have uh, our coaches within the PBT Institute are all certified in, uh, in they're all certified in the five stages, which I'll get into, but they, they come in with their own specialties. You know, we, they specialize in narcissism or divorce, reconciliation, chronic pain, addiction, whatever. And our narcissism coach is very busy. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Uh, so you were going to talk about some symptoms. Yeah. So every once in a while, I pull the stats from the quiz and, and, and this is, you can imagine, uh, well, almost every country is represented tens of thousands of people out of all of them, 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. 94% deal with painful triggers. And if you've had them, they're brutal. The most common physical symptoms, 71% have low energy, 68% have sleep issues, 63% have extreme fatigue. You wake up in the morning, 
you're exhausted, your adrenals have tanked. 47% have weight changes. So in the beginning, they can't hold food down maybe. Later on, they're using food for comfort. 45% have a digestive issue. And that could be anything, Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, you name it. The most common mental symptoms, 78% are overwhelmed. 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief. 68% can't focus. 64% are in shock. 62% can't concentrate. So imagine you can't concentrate. You have a gut issue. You're exhausted. You have to work. You have to raise your kids. That's not even the emotional issues. Emotionally, 88% experience extreme sadness. 83% are very angry. And it, you know you can bounce back and forth between those two sure. all day long. Sure. Um, 80% have anxiety. 79% are stressed. Just a few more. Here's why I wrote the book Trust Again. 84% have an inability to trust. That just killed me. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward. And 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. So these are um, not light uh, symptoms at all. These are kind of debilitating and 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 kind of preventing people from succeeding in life in, in all facets. Exactly. And you know what's even crazier? You're right. You didn't hear me say one thing, 20%, 30%. These numbers are super high. They're yeah. also not necessarily from a recent betrayal. So this is from the parent who did something awful when you were a kid. This is from the girlfriend or boyfriend who broke your heart in high school. So think about this. That person may not know, care, remember. They may not even be alive. And because we haven't healed it, here we are decades later with these symptoms that we're still trying to tamp down because we haven't deliberately and intentionally healed the unhealed betrayal. How do people know that this is a betrayal to begin with? Like, how would someone come, like, start that search on the internet and then come to, you know, find your content and then take your quiz? Like, what are, what's going on that they're, they're discovering this? You know, it's a great question because a lot of times they don't know, but sometimes they'll hear me, they'll watch my TEDx talk, they'll hear me on a podcast to summit or something or on, you know, our podcast, they'll hear something or they'll read a blog post that I've written or something and they'll even see the word betrayal, which is such a physical word, you know, it feels like a sucker punch. And in that word, sometimes they put it together. And I think it's probably maybe, and you're saying that easier for them to identify because betrayal is kind of that word in general. It means so many different things, right? All those things you brought up um, and all, all the different, not the symptoms, but just betrayal in general, where someone may have maybe struggling more with trying to identify what that betrayal is, meaning is it a narcissist in their life? Is it um, someone that's being passive aggressive or any of these other things? They all fall under that umbrella of betrayal. It really does. And even think about it, like with your, you know, with your group, divorce can feel like a betrayal, even if it had nothing to do with, let's say, infidelity. You signed up for, we're going to live happily ever after and have the white picket fence and whatever. And it's a betrayal of expectations. That dream, you know, is no longer. So that was a betrayal of, of what, what the expectation was. I mean, it's, it's so widespread and it's so, it hurts so much. I mean, the good news is you can heal from all of it. That's the third discovery. Happy to get into that one. If you want. What, what was the third one? Yeah. So the third one for me, this was the most exciting. And what, what was discovered was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime. And so many people do, if we're going to fully heal and by fully heal, I mean those symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome that I just shared, 
to that completely rebuilt place of post-betrayal transformation, we're going to go through five now proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every one of those stages. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Healing is entirely predictable. There's a roadmap for it. And happy to go through the stages if you want to hear them. Yeah, so we just, uh, I, I love taking notes so I can I can follow up on these later on. So the three discoveries, um, what was the third discovery or are we now talking Five about, stages. what's that? The first discovery was post-betrayal transformation, that betrayal right. is a different type of healing. The second discovery was the collection of symptoms so common to betrayal, it's known as post-betrayal syndrome. The right. third discovery uh, was the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough. Oh, okay. I thought the five stages were falling under number two. So this is one of the discoveries. Got it. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about that. Yeah. They're all mapped out in trust again. It's what all of our coaches are certified in. It's all we do within the PBT Institute. Here's a, a broken down version. Stage one is before it happens. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, what I saw with everybody, me too, was a heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing and kind of neglecting or ignoring the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being. Well, if you imagine a table with only two legs, easy for that table to topple over. That's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day. The scariest of all of the stages. This is when you get the news. And it's the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. So right here, you've ignited the stress response. You're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. You cannot wrap your mind around what you just learned. This makes no sense. And your worldview has just been shattered. Your worldview is your mental model, the rules that govern you, that prevent chaos. Trust this person. These are the rules. This is how life works. Don't go there. And in one earth-shattering moment or series of moments, every rule you've held to be real and true is no longer. The bottom has truly bottomed out on you. And a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. This is terrifying. But think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything or anyone to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three, survival instincts emerge. And I have a feeling many of the people listening to this will resonate with this stage right here because this is the most common place we get stuck. Once you've figured out how to survive your experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, we think it's good. We're like, okay, I got this. And because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we don't know about stage four or stage five. Transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. But because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we figured out how to survive this experience and four things start to happen. The first thing is we start getting all those small self benefits. We get our story. We love our story. We get to be right. We get someone to blame. We get a target for our anger. We don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. We get sympathy from everyone we tell our story to, right? And on some level, we don't have much more than that, so that feels good. So we plant deeper roots. We're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And because we're here longer than we should be, now the mind starts doing things like, you know, maybe you're not that great. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. So we plant deeper roots. Again, we're here longer than we should be. We're not supposed to, but we don't know that. Now, because these are the thoughts we're thinking, 
this is the energy we're putting out. Mm. Well, like energy attracts like energy. So now you start calling situations and circumstances and even relationships towards you to confirm, yep, this is where you belong. The misery loves company crowd, they find you now. That support group that mm. keeps you stuck, that's where you join that group right now, right? It gets worse, but I'll get you out of here. Because it feels so bad, but we don't know there's anywhere else to go. Right here, we resign ourselves. We're like, this is terrible, but like, I have to get through my day. I have to work. I have to raise my kids. So right here is where we start using food, drugs, alcohol, mm. work, TV, keeping busy, just to numb, avoid, and distract ourselves from this painful place. So think about it. You do it for a day, a week, month. Now it's a habit, a year, habit. 10 years, 20 years, you see? And I can see someone 20 years out and say, that emotional eating you're doing, that drinking you're doing, do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. And they would say, it happened 20 years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. That makes sense? Yeah. Well, it makes sense because with all of those other um, aspects hitting them at the same time, and like you said, misery likes company, and mm -hmm. you know, th then they're, they're surrounded by it. Yeah. And, and it's like quicksand. And what happens is if I tell you how often I will see someone sabotage, hear this clearly, they will sabotage their healing because they don't want to outgrow their betrayer or they don't want to outgrow their people that they just found. So they will sabotage their healing. And this is where, this is the exact spot where repeat betrayals can happen because like in a relationship, can you see my hands? I'm going to show you something. You'll never forget this. So here you are, here your partner is, there's a betrayal. You're so sad. You're so hurt and you're just so lonely. So you just get back together, right? There's no change. There's no growth. People are so afraid of the complete and utter death and destruction of the old, but that's the only way you birth the new. So once there's been a betrayal, here's your opportunity to grow, right? But if you're so bent on, I need to be with this person, here's what we do. We keep sabotaging ourselves. We like it here, but we keep sabotaging ourselves because we don't outgrow them. Here's the opportunity though. When you are here so rock solid and you're just not moving, this person may say, hey, I better step up my game to meet the strength of that person, mm. right? Or you simply go your own ways. But either way, when you are here, this can't help but show up. So like in the case with my family, I did this, they stayed, we went our own ways. In the case with my husband, I did this on his own. He did this. We met back up again and got married again as two completely different people up here. Yeah. But what people are so afraid of is doing this journey because it's unfamiliar and unknown. So they settle for this. Is the sabotage self-conscious? No. Or subconscious, no. rather? It's really, it's, yeah, it, very often they don't realize it, but they know, well, this is scary. Who's here? I don't know. This is the familiar known. So I'll rather, I'd oh. rather stay with the familiar known. I know what to expect than venture into an, an arena that's completely unknown. But I'll tell you, and, and I'm happy to get to stages four and five, but the version of you, if you even knew the version of you, if you had an, a clue of the version of you who's waiting in stage four and five, you would never waste your time in stage three. And how is it, is it in like these relationships we're talking about, is it there something going on with both 
parties in, in these scenarios and it just takes one of them to figure that out. And then, and like you said, kind of bring it up to here to start that. Very often, the other, very often the other person isn't willing, isn't ready, is incapable. And so then the other person, the person, the betrayed person, that's where they're, they'd rather uh, stay with that familiar known and that's where repeat betrayals happen every single time. And you see it with divorce. That's where someone will marry again. It'll be the same thing. Marry again. It'll be the same thing because they're so stuck in stage three and all the familiarity of it. And they're so unwilling to. And that's why we support people through this, because we know how scary it can be. But when you move through stages four and stage five, you become someone so different, so different. You show up so differently. You attract a very different type of person into your life. I have more questions on stage three, but I think by talking about stage four and five, we'll probably answer the questions I have. Sure. Okay. So if you're willing to let go of the small self benefits, grieve, mourn the loss, a bunch of things you need to do, you move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo what happened, but I control what I do with it. Right there in that decision, you're turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but at least you stop the massive damage you'd been causing in stages two and stage three. Stage four feels like if you were to move, if you were to move to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, your stuff's not all there. It doesn't feel quite cozy yet, but you're like, okay, okay, we got this. We can do this. It feels like that. But think about it. If you were to move, you don't take everything with you, right? You don't take the things that don't represent the version of you you're ready to be in this new space. And what I found was if your friends weren't there for you, you've outgrown them right here. There's one spot moving from stage three to stage four where you just don't take them with you. The misery loves company crowd. Here's where you've outgrown them. That lame support group that keeps you stuck. You don't take them with you because there's, they are stuck and determined to stay in stage three. Your unwillingness at this point to stay in stage three has you outgrowing them. So people say to me all the time, what the heck? I've had these friends 10, 20, 30 years as me. Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. And if they don't rise, they don't come along. Interesting. So, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, so stage four is very forward moving. Very Stage three is very action oriented too, but it's action oriented around understanding your experience. Stage four is very action oriented around what do I need now? What am I ready for now? What would help me now? I wrote I wrote down some notes on the stage three sounded, sounds action oriented, but more, it seems more of reaction a bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that, if that is a fair assessment and that the stage four I wrote down um, is more of like acknowledging or even taking responsibility and more cause versus effect stage. Would that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah. You're, you're not in taking responsibility at no point. Do you ever take a uh, blame for the other person's actions, but right. you're looking at it saying, what parts of myself have I outgrown? What am I no longer willing to take with me? What was I tolerating that this is that this is what you're looking at. What, what did, did I settle? Was I settling? What am I willing to do now that the old version of me wasn't willing to do like my new marriage to my husband is all new rules all new everything where it's based on what I'm no longer willing 
to tolerate, you know, so that's the opportunity, you know, betrayal lends itself to creating an, an entirely new identity. You keep the parts you love, you leave behind everything that no longer serves. Yeah. I, you know, just, you, you've mentioned it a few times that you've remarried your spouse. I mean, that's, I think that's just an acknowledgement in the benefit of, of, of going through this process and, you know, going probably now that what's now become your, your course, your quiz, and all of that, that, that you were meant for each other. You guys did divorce, but then, you know, you guys handled the betrayals and whatever occurred there to the point where you guys were to, able to reestablish the fact that you could uh, be together again. Yeah. Well, we never officially divorced, but, but yes, we, we, okay. separated. and I'll tell you, you know, all of our coaches and practitioners, some have uh, completely healed and moved on because they did this, but their partner stayed here. So mm. they learned they either sabotage themselves or stay here. And then this shows up. We've had many cases of that, or we, we do have many coaches and practitioners where they've completely uh, healed themselves and rebuilt something entirely, entirely new, but people are so afraid of that crash and burn, you know, and, and there were actually three groups in the study who did not heal. And one was, and these are, these are, when I say these groups, it'll make total sense. One was the group they were numbing, avoiding, distracting. They ran to the doctor who put them on a mood stabilizer or anti-anxiety medication. They were drinking. They were emotionally eating whatever they were doing. It may have made the day a bit easier to get through, not without a price. They didn't heal. The second group, this was the group. They had their story. They were, they were sticking with it, you know, deeply rooted in stage three. They didn't heal. And the third group, this was the group where the betrayer had very little consequences. So whether it was due to uh, financial fear not wanting to break up a family, religious reasons was a big one. They mm -hmm. did everything they could to turn the other cheek, look the other way, just keep pushing on. I saw two things with this group. Number one, a further deterioration of the relationship. And two, this group was the most physically sick. Your broken heart can't handle that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they, this was the group that just kept trying to patch it up, patch it up, patch it up, patch it up. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Interesting. So not only were you able to identify all these, these, these traits, if you will, th that came up on the quiz that you talked about earlier, but you're able to identify which had, which kind of specific um, illnesses or the traumas that came out of them, whether it was psychological or physical or emotional or spiritual, as you had mentioned. The post-betrayal syndrome quiz is are the physical, mental, and emotional symptoms oh, left in the wake of a betrayal. The five stages from betrayal to breakthrough, these are the stages. I think I only got to stage four. The stages yeah. we will go through if we are to fully heal. Uh, and we know what happens at each stage, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And we know what is needed to move someone from one stage to the next. Like, for example, within the PBT Institute, everything is you're on a track. So you take all the classes, you see all the coaches. Let's say if you're in stage two, you do all the things to get you to stage three. You do all the stage three stuff to get you to stage four. The, the whole idea is to move you through the stages. And that's why we, we said before about, let's say the most well-meaning counselors or therapists. Um, if you're just simply unpacking, unpacking, unpacking your story, you'll stay in stage three forever. Yeah. You know, this so. makes sense. Yeah. So what was stage five? Uh, stage five. Yeah. Stage so five. 
Stage five is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. So here the body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. You didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. Now you do. The mind is healing. You're making all kinds of new rules, new kinds of new boundaries based on the road you just traveled. And you have a new worldview based on everything you see so clearly now. And the four legs of the table in the beginning, it was all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. How long have you been doing this? My betrayal happened the end of 2015. So by 2016, I was in the PhD program. 2017, 2018, the discoveries were made and the PBT Institute was birthed. You can't make discoveries like the five stages and keep it to yourself. You know? right, so right. <laughs> the five stages happened. I put them in a program and it blew up. Then everyone wanted to work with me. And I said, well, how do I get these five stages out? I created our certification program. That blew up. And I said, wait a second. I did the research. I know what works and what doesn't work. What would happen if I put everything that works under one roof? That's the PBT Institute. And do you are is are people using the uh, your certification as a add on to their already maybe th therapy or coaching or um, is this just another tool in their toolbox essentially? It can be sometimes where uh, like for example I you know I mentioned forty five percent of everyone betrayed has a gut issue. You can go to the most well meaning amazing gut doctor. They can only take you so far if there's an unhealed yeah. betrayal at the root of it. So it could be, we certify anybody from coaches, healers, doctors, therapists, counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, because when they have this understanding of the five stages, um, you just help someone move right through it. And that's the idea. You have such deeper transformations with your clients and patients. Yeah, it makes sense. So when people are finding you and they come, they're coming in, are they I think I asked this in the beginning. I just wanted to clarify. Mm -hmm. I Let's say uh, I am thinking a certain way or I think maybe I've been betrayed. I start doing some research. I take the quiz and it'll help. I'll say based on what I have done or what I've entered into the quiz, it will tell me these are what some of the symptoms I may be experiencing. And it might be like a wake up call. Say, oh, my God, I have you know, all of these issues. And it just kind of we validates that. Yeah, well, we do. We have we have a few quizzes. One is the post betrayal syndrome quiz. So we will list that. all the symptoms, and you'll see if you keep checking them off, and you're assuming, oh, they're just from stress of my daily life. Oh, they're just from aging. They're just from no, they're not. They're from your betrayal. Uh, we also have the healed or hardened quiz, and that'll tell you what stage you're in. Hmm. So yeah, very interesting. Talk to us about. Uh, you mentioned your books. I know you have several um, on your website. Yeah, I mean, I have a few, seven, I think. Our last one that we uh, released is actually for the betrayer. We have a program for the betrayer as well. Of course, this isn't the betrayer who's just on to the next. This is the person who realizes, what the heck did I do? Mm -hmm. And really wants to become someone they're proud of. We have a program for them. So we have, uh, this is a compilation book of all of my, co most of my coaches within the PBT Institute uh, on their best, um, their best activities and practices for the betrayer. So that's the rebuild roadmap, but we have trust again, which is all about the five stages. And then, um, and then I wrote from hardened to healed. That's just for stage three. Like you've been through the worst of it already. What the heck are yeah. you doing sticking in stage three? So if you're just deeply rooted in stage three from hardened to healed is the book. Does the quiz then tell me how this funnel works, if you will. So they take the quiz, they, they learn mm -hmm. about themselves and then would they, then say, Hey, then this is the book. This is where you're at. This is maybe the book or course you should take. Can you tell me how, walk me through how that would work? 
Yeah, sure. So really, it depends on them. If they're if they're stuck, we have uh, we have a few options. I mean, we have it's our you know listen, it's the most untrusting niche, you know, uh, understandably. So these are the people who are like, well, listen, the tr- the person I trusted the most proved untrustworthy. How do I trust you, Dr. Debbie Silver? I mean, I'm only dedicating my life to helping you, but I hear you. <laughs> so you know, we have a, a ninety-seven dollar uh, program for them, which is our Trust Again two program, which is amazing, um, and that's a, a five day deep dive program. We have our 997 program. That's just, it's a three month program. And this, they get to meet with our coaches twice a month, get our signature program, come into the community. Remember it's all research-based. So our community is there to lift and inspire. This isn't the misery loves company crowd. We bring in, I have experts to teach master classes. You can't get appointments with these people. They just want to serve our community. It's everything about moving you through the stages. Um, And then there's a six month program with me. That's if you want to move through all five stages in six months, you bring me in. Fantastic. Um, We talked about all your, your accolades and, you know, the Ted, uh, TEDx and, uh, your books. We talked about you, know, you do a podcast of your own. Do you want to just let everyone know like best way to uh, engage with you or all the different uh, ways that they can find you? Yeah, sure. Everything is at the PBT as in post betrayal transformation, the PBT Institute.com. Yep. And on there you have, like you said, you have your quizzes, uh, ways of working with you, the certifications, your podcast, um, different options. Uh, so many, so many different, uh, ways people can get help from you, which I think is great. Staying stuck is a choice. Yeah, it sounds like it. Like you have to, you have to take that action to get that help. And I think you have kind of nailed it when taking this trauma uh, of um, betrayal and, and getting people to better understand, I think uh, understanding that it happened and that the result it's having on their life. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. And, and, you know, in the case of divorce, like your, your group, I mean, they're hurting and you do not want to enter into another relationship. If you are anywhere near stage three, it, you're signing up for more of the same, get yourself to stage five, watch the relationship you have access to from there. You know, you, you'd mentioned, uh, made a comment um, earlier about the, the divorce itself being a betrayal. And I, I specialize mostly in amicable, you know, friendly divorce cases. And with yeah. those, so, you know, there's no fighting, there's no, um, there's no arguing, it, you know, they're, they're reaching agreement on the terms, but because it's amicable, many times one spouse d- doesn't want to be divorced. Yeah. And so I would imagine in, in this scenario, they, they are the ones that are going to feel the betrayal in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that- what, not what they believed was yeah. going to happen when they got married. Yeah. Well, fascinating to have you on. I, I told you when I saw your um, information in, in PodMatch, when I, I read that, I said, I have to talk to you about that because I'd never heard that. And you probably get that a lot, I imagine. Because uh, even I think you even in your uh, comments say, yes, this is a real thing. It is. It's a real thing. And the good news is you can heal from all of it. Awesome. Well, anything I didn't ask you that I should have? Otherwise, I think we can uh, sign up. We talked about a lot of good information here today. Thank you. I just want everybody to know this is there's a there's a roadmap for you. Even though it happened to you, it's not about you. You deserve to heal. Just move through the stages. Awesome. Well, Dr. Debbie Silber, 
PBT, what is it? The PBTinstitute.com is the best way to get a hold of her. And I know this is going to be valuable to uh, folks that are uh, working with me or considering going through divorce or just have obviously betrayal in their life in general. Again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Well, I'll reach out to you uh, later and I'll connect with you and maybe different social media channels and whatnot just so we can stay in touch. Sounds good. Thank you, Debbie. Talk to thank you soon. Thank you. All okay, right. take care. Pleasure. Bye-bye.